Revelations 21:23 And the city had no need of the sun neither of the moon to shine in it for the glory of God did lightning for the glory of God did lightning it and the lamb is the light therefore May God have blessing on the reading It's my turn. How how wonderful. <laughs> Hi. How are you guys doing today? Think I have everything in order? Kind of tried to come prepared. A little bit better than normal, you know. You know, not definitely not last minute doing things. Definitely not doing that at all. Um, let's start with a prayer. And then I'll just start. (laughs) All right, please bow your heads with me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all the people that are here today. Um, Please just help me to say what you want me to say. Uh, I know I've worked hard on this sermon, but maybe you have a different plan for today. And just take, take the control. Lead me wherever you want me to go, and please help everyone here to get something from the message today, even if it's not what I intended, but let it be what you intend for them to hear. Amen. So the title of my sermon is, Are You There? Who has ever had a question like that? Are you there, God? Can you hear me? Are you there? And I feel like we've all felt like we've been separated from God at some point in time. Because what do we live in every day? We live in sin. And being separated from God, that's what sin's there to do. It's there to make you feel farther away from him. It's to separate us from our creator. But, like, if we know his voice, can we get lost? Now, definitely wasn't rushing around this morning trying to find two people to force to help me. So if you guys can come up here, I would really, really appreciate that. And while they walk up very casually, I'm going to rearrange things. Oh, thank you for the cones, by the way. That looks fun. All right, if you guys can come up here. You want to tie it? Okay, just don't cut off all of his blood circulation to his brain. Oh, don't worry, we all are. (laughs) Maybe go behind him. Don't suffocate him. He needs to be able to breathe. Just not see. (laughs) Well, they did that. Okay, I'm going to explain to you guys what you guys will be doing. Because, you know, when have I ever had a sermon that wasn't (laughs) participatory? I don't think I have. I'm very good at getting people to do things. (laughs) So, this is our demonstration that's happening in a minute, whenever they get ready. 
So my sermon is kind of on distractions and being distracted. So I need all of you guys to give him directions at the same time. We did it one year at camp, and it got the point across really well. And I need you guys just to get, tell him where to go. The goal is to get him from there to here. He has to figure out who's telling the truth. Are you ready, DJ? All right, perfect. And in this scenario, he is the creation. And Anna is going to be God, telling him the directions to get closer to him. But while we're getting distracted by all the things going on in this world, we lose sight of that. And we lose sight, and we can't always hear what God's telling us to do. So come over here. Alrighty. Let's go. Tell him where to go. That's cheating. I go that way. Good job. You want to take off your blindfold? Did that take you a really long time? Were you listening to God at all? Could you hear God telling you what to do? I just heard about 70 different directions. Were you getting distracted? Everything happening around you? Just a wee bit. Well, good. We're going to do it again. short scarf. There you go. He does. All right, can you just go over there for me? Oh, wait. Why did we start him over here? I don't know. Like I said, definitely not any last-minute planning going on. But not yet. Not yet. Stop moving. All right, let's do that again. Let's go. Tell him what to do. Good job. You made it. Stop walking. Was that easier? When, when you started listening to God and stopped listening to the distractions around you? All right, now we're going to go all the way over there. We're going to do one more time. She's backwards, okay? Thank you for, you know, 
supporting my shortness. Alrighty. All right, we're going to do it one more time. Now, remember, you're listening to God, not the distractions around you. Let's go one more time. Just go straight. Just keep on going straight. Good job. Okay. Thank you. When you listen to God and when you stop listening to distractions, it gets easier, right? Yeah. How... What time was the hardest to do? Um, when, uh, pro- probably the first or second time when uh, I kept trying to like not listen to anything and try to do it myself. Do it yourself? It, you know, that, that was a little difficult. And then all of these distractions were getting in your way? Yeah. And you were getting caught up in the world <laughs> and the things it has to offer? You guys can go sit down. Thank you so much. Now, did we understand that? Right? We need to listen to God and just let the distractions be there, but listening to God even though they're there. So, when you're starting your relationship with God, you may not feel like you're hearing him very well. Or, you might not feel, you may feel like you're not hearing him at all. The distractions are so loud that you want to follow them and listen to them because you can't hear God, you can only hear the distractions that are all around you. The distractions that are distracting us and keeping us separated from God. As your relationship grows closer to him, the distractions are still there, but you can hear God just a little bit. You can hear him more than you could before. He's a little louder, and he's clearer. And the closer you get to God, the louder he becomes. The closer you are to him, which means the better you can understand him. But the thing is, you really have to trust that you're not just following another distraction. You have to have a relationship with God so you don't get distracted. You need, to, you need to build a relationship, you need to build a foundation so that when you're listening to him, you can actually tell that's God that you're listening to. At first, it might be hard to hear him, but soon you can hear him in everything. The birds, the children, the sunshine... Even the rain, like we had today, it was really nice, actually. I like rain. And when you're connected to God, you can see him working in everything. I'm guessing that each of us here has had one point in time that we felt abandoned. Abandoned by God, by our friends, just alone. And maybe you're the one that left him. Because God, he's always talking. He's always in those birds. He is always in that rain. Maybe you just stopped listening. So did God lead you, or did you start listening to those distractions?
Did something come up in your life that slowly crept in and separated you from God? God is always there. He's never gone. In Psalms 22.1, David is talking about Jesus. He's prophesying to Jesus. But the verse, let me find it, had it. The verse, Psalms 22, verse 1, if you guys want to go there as well. It says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from me? Why are you so far from helping me? From the words of, and from the words of my groaning. Why, it's basically saying, why have you left me? Why aren't you listening to me anymore? Why aren't you here? I know he was prophesying to Jesus, but don't we think that David was feeling that way when he wrote those words? Because if he wasn't feeling like that, would he have really had any inspiration to write them? No? Okay. But the thing is, God didn't forsake him. There was just so much going on, so many distractions, that he couldn't hear his voice. David could no longer hear God. He couldn't see the things around him that God was doing. Have any of you ever been away from family for a long time and found yourself longing to see them, to call them, to talk to them, to go visit? Okay, I see one person nodding their head. I'm so glad that at least one person was participating. (laughs) And it's like, we, if we long to see our family, shouldn't we also long to see God? We should have a longing to call him and to be able to hear his voice. So why do we get caught up in the distractions of this world? The distractions that are stopping us from picking up the phone and calling that family member or friend the distractions that are stopping us from calling God and talking to him. Because you don't have to pick up a phone and call God. You never have to charge something. You don't have to have cell service. You just have to start talking. And he's always listening to you. I find that the more I indulge in those distractions, the less I long to have a conversation with God. The longer I wait to talk to him, the longer that I feel without a connection. And like I said, you don't have to have a connection to the satellite to get your message through. You always have a connection. You just have to pick up your end. Because when you've been away from someone for a long enough time, you might start to forget how much fun it is to talk to them or maybe how happy you were when you were with them. So you might not be longing to see them as much. When everything is going on around you, and you're getting caught up in the world, no longer longing for a phone call, try remembering God has always been longing to see you. For you to unsilence your phone so you can hear when he's calling you. Because no matter how much we get distracted, God wants us to be able to come to his home, visit him whenever we want to. Because even if we don't call first, just stop by to visit. He's always there. God will always be on the other side of the door to welcome you home, and it's never locked. Or do we just want to use God? Do we just want to have him change our life the way we want? We say we want to be like God, be who he created us to be. Are we willing to put in the work? Are we willing to put in the work that we need to put in to make the one-way relationship be a two-way relationship? Do we need to put in the work just to talk to him, to make a different outcome? Or do we just want to talk about changing and never actually doing it? 
do we just want to pretend like God's working on us, or do we want to let God work on us? So I have a video, if Rick could get that up for me. Awesome. Some of you might have seen it before, but it's a really good video. So, yeah, I'll go sit down and get out of the way. Ephesians 2.10 says that we are God's workmanship, his masterpiece. I don't know about you, but when I get up in the morning and look in the mirror, I don't really see a a masterpiece, you know? I mean, maybe a Picasso. It's like, (laughs) but I want to be his masterpiece. I want to be everything he created me to be. And so I go to him in prayer and I say, dear heavenly father, do whatever it takes to mold me into the image of your son. Make me your masterpiece. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hi. Whoa. Who are you? I'm God. You said the prayer, so here I am. You're not God. No, I am. You said the prayer. That's how it works. Okay, okay. If you're God, then uh, make it snow in here. You know what? I really don't want to make it snow in here because it'd get kind of yucky. Yeah, you're not God. Why do you say that? God wouldn't say yucky. I do. It's a Greek word. Oh. Okay, okay. Um, if you're God, what does Lamentations 15.9 say? Lamentations is only five chapters. It's a very short book. Oh. Why was it so short? I was tired of lamenting. Oh. Okay, okay. If you're God, who's going to win the World Series this year? I'm really not into playing games. Why are you so much into playing games? You are God. Well, gave it away. You answered my question with a question. I did? <sighs> yeah, I do that. Don't I? I did it again. <laughs> Step right up. Here we go. Okay. All right. Hey, what are we doing? I'm going to make you my original masterpiece. This is the process. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Wait, wait. What are these about? These are the tools I'm going to use to make you into my original masterpiece. Okay. Yeah. Hang on. Yeah. I thought you were a carpenter. That's my son. Step right up. Here we go. Okay. Oh, hey, God. Mm-hmm. How do you know what to chisel away and what to leave? I take out everything in your life that doesn't belong there, kind of like dead weight. Ooh, speaking of dead weight, could you chisel right here? It showed up when I was in my 20s and grew around and became back fat. I don't even know why you created that, but I can't get rid of it. I mean, I've tried everything. Like, I tried running. I tried lifting weights. My wife actually talked me into trying Pilates. That was awkward. But I can't get rid of it. So if you would just chisel around here, and then, you know what, if you chisel a line right here and maybe... Four to five, maybe eight lines right here. That would be awesome. You're funny. You made me that way. I also made the platypus. With the platypus? All I'm saying is most of my children, when it comes to this process, they just want to talk, but they don't want to do the work. So do you want to talk or can I chisel? Talk, chisel, No, talk, no, chisel. no, 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 no. I choose to chisel. All right. Through my Holy Spirit, I'm going to bring up things in your life that I want you to work on. Like your anger. I created the emotion, but you use it in the wrong way. Um, You compare yourself to others instead of me. You tell little white lies because you want to people please. You're lazy. But you try to fool everybody by looking really, really busy. You have a problem with lust? Time out. (laughs) I don't really have a problem with lust. You don't have a problem with lust. No, I can do it anytime I want. Hang on a second. I mean, I, I got to admit, I, I feel like you've been doing some great work, and I'm looking pretty good right now. All right, when you look in the mirror, who do you see? 
I see me. Okay, then I need to keep chiseling away because ultimately you and other people need to see my son. Okay, don't misunderstand me. It's just um, when I look more like Jesus, people get uncomfortable around me. I mean, even my church friends, and they're like, oh, you're holier than thou, you know? And, and I, don't, I don't think I'm supposed to make people uncomfortable. So what you're saying is you'd rather play God in certain areas of your life than for me to be God over your whole life. That is not what I said. It's what you meant. Yes, it is. Um... It's hard to talk to you. You know everything that I'm thinking. I'm just saying you've done some great work. Maybe we take a break, a sabbatical from each other, you know. I'll stay right here and then, you know. That's just it. You never just stay right there. You're either moving toward me or away from me, but never you just stay. What you're doing is called control. Do you want to control things or life or can I chisel? Control, chisel, control, chisel. No, chisel, chisel. All right. But can we chisel where I want? That's called control. Okay, I'm sorry. Now this right here, this secret sin that you keep running to whenever you're hurting, angry, lonely, tired, that you think you're fooling everybody, but it's making you a whitewashed tomb. Are you ready for me to chisel this out of your life? Yeah. See, it's a process. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's your whole life. And you care so deeply about what other people think of you. It's rubbish. It's garbage. The greatest thing you're ever going to hear is at the end of your life when you hear me say, well done, good and faithful servant. That's what you keep your eye on. That's the prize. Heavenward. Oh, that hurts. Oh, trust me. This hurts me more than it hurts you. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. I just, I don't think you understand this pain. Pardon me? You're asking me to sacrifice a lot, God. Don't talk to me about sacrifice. I know all about sacrifice. I sent my son to die on the cross for pain, for sin, but I also did it for another reason, to give you freedom. Do you know what insanity is? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. And there are things that you've been doing for years, these empty wells that don't have anything to offer. You've been going to them and it's insane. Allow me to chisel them out of your life. Um, Allow me to produce character where you keep focusing so much on your image. Okay, but I was thinking. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. Okay, but if we went another way. Your ways are not my ways. Oh, I can't. You can't what? I, I, I can't be good. That's your excuse. That's your excuse is that you can't be good. It's not an excuse. I can't. Oh, my child. In the beginning... I said it was good. I made you good. Be good. Yeah, but you and I both... What? Nothing. No, what is it? Nothing, okay? You wouldn't understand. I, God of all the universe, wouldn't understand something one of my children has to say. Try me. It's just, um... I let you down so many times, God. No, my child. You were never holding me up. I hold you up with my victorious, righteous right hand. Never the other way around. In this relationship, I hold you up. Okay. And chisel away. Just just be prepared for what you're going to find in there. Because I know who's inside there. Because I get up every morning... And I look at him in the mirror. And I hate who I see. Because deep inside there, this, this, this little kid who gets up every morning and dresses like an adult. 
And I go out and I, and I try to do what I'm supposed to do, but I can't, okay? I can't be who everybody else expects me to be. God, I can't even be who I want to be, much less who you created me to be. And so inside is this scared, stupid little kid. But you chisel away. Just be prepared. You have listened to so many voices for far too long that were not for me. And you have totally bought into the lie, haven't you? You think you're junk, don't you? When you lay your head down at night after you've done the dance to get the hug, you think you're junk. Listen to me. I don't take time to make junk. How can I show you that my love for you stretches as far as the east to the west? That How can I show you that my love for you has no end? I know. Reach your back pocket. What? Reach your back pocket. Why? Are you arguing with me? Reach your back pocket. Oh, God. Yes? I just meant, God, I'll do that right now. You're just saying my name in vain. Come on. It's, it's a name. It's a saying. It's a name above all names. It's more than a saying. It's more than a name. I want to teach you something about my name. Reach in your back pocket. Oh, my gosh. You know what that is? Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a note. I, I wrote it when I was in college. How did you get this? Hello? Oh, yeah. Go ahead, read it. I love Angie. Other side. Sorry. Dear God, did I hear you right today? Did I hear you say that you love me? Even though you and I both know I've messed up so many times. Did I hear you say you want to use me? And I feel so useless. If you'll take me and use me, then God, I give you all that I am. Take me. I love you, God. I love you too. And I love you too much just to leave you where you're at. This salvation that you hold, I don't want it to be some sentimental gush or some head knowledge. I want you to work it out in every detail of your life. And when problems come and chaos happens, don't look at it as a a prison, but look at it as a father disciplines his child. A father disciplines the ones he loves. I know, but it's going to be tough. Yes, but you bought into the lie thinking everything was going to be easy when you gave everything over to me. There will be trouble in this world, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. I want you to do something. I want you to look out there and I want you to say, Tommy is God's original masterpiece. Tommy is God's... No, not the way you see yourself or you try so desperately for others to see you, but maybe for the first time in your life, the way I see you, the way I created you. Tommy... Is God's original masterpiece. Yes, you are. And so are you. God doesn't make junk. You are an original masterpiece.
So can we really just stay where we are in our relationship with God? The relationship we have with anyone takes time. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Why can't we be good? If we give up the things we shouldn't be holding on to, we can be good the way God created us to be. If we hold on to God. If we let those distractions fall away, if we only hold on to God, we will only see God when we look in the mirror. But when we look in that mirror, are we seeing God or are we seeing our past selves? Currently. Is the devil throwing our past mistakes in our face? If the devil is throwing our past at us, let's throw his future at him. That's who I was, but that's not who I am. That's dead and gone. But here is where you're going. This is what you have to look forward to. I'm getting streets of gold, gates of pearls. Even without that, I get Jesus. Revelation 21.3. The city had no need of the sun or the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb is its light. You get the lake of fire, devil. So you can bring up my past. It shows me how far I've come. All right. Let's bow our heads with the closing word. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for showing your love to all of us. Thank you for being with us in what we do every day, even if we don't see you. Even if we forget to ask you to be there with us, thank you for being there. Take away our secret sins and just remind us that you're always on the other end of that phone call. Help us to grow closer to you in everything that we do and just help us to remember that you're always there for us even if we forget that. Amen.